0: Music is incredibly powerful. You are listening to Seattle Growth Podcast. I've seen music cross cultural boundaries, language boundaries, age boundaries. You are listening
1: to the Seattle Growth Podcast. Music and art is helping people when words fail.
2: You're listening to Seattle Growth Podcast.
3: I see the fantastic potential for pop music to be able to challenge audiences, to be able to provoke audiences into thinking in a new way.
4: You are listening to Seattle Growth Podcast.
2: I'm more proud of what the music has been able to accomplish. People really connecting with life issues that move the meter forward.
4: You are listening. To Seattle Growth Podcast.
0: There is a sense of of profound division between people. And what we hope this project can be is a platform for these artists to come together, share their message of love, of empathy, of compassion.
4: You are listening to Seattle Growth Podcast. The ability
2: to connect to people no matter where they come from, what their stories are. I'm a big believer that there's, there's a thread that connects all of us, and you just have to find that thread. Boom, 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 boom. You are listening mm, to Seattle mm, Growth mm, Podcast.
0: We can make a difference with our music.
3: Seattle Growth Podcast. We can change and shape the future.
1: I'm Jeff Schulman, a marketing professor at the University of Washington's Foster School of Business. And as Grammy-nominated artist Hollis Wong Ware will remind you,
3: you are listening to Seattle Growth Podcast, available free on iTunes.
1: For season four of Seattle Growth Podcast, I set across the city interviewing established and emerging musicians, music lovers, and music industry leaders to learn more about the past, present, and future of Seattle music. In this season finale, listen to the voices from this season who shared why music is embedded in Seattle's DNA. Gave insight into the soul of not just the music scene, but the city as a whole. And offered perspectives on what needs to be done to hold on to this rich cultural resource. So first off, why are music and the city of Seattle so inextricably linked? Seattle's an amazing community of music technology business young adults want to come to a city that has the the arts and the cultural background that Seattle does that's a draw for these businesses and for people to come here for that you know there's something special about Seattle and there's something special about music in Seattle as james used to say there's something in the water here but we don't quite know what it is you know
0: you know the arts are honored here music dance
1: film seattle is is a huge supporter of the arts and i think that's
3: why music stays alive here There have been so many different years where where artists from
0: Seattle have, have rocketed all over the place.
3: Seattle isn't the music capital of the past. It's not just things that popped off like in the 90s or in the
4: 60s or whatever. But Seattle is a music destination. It's become established as one of the major music cities in the country.
1: So as people move here, as the city grows and with the growing pains, the arts are kind of a balm and a conduit, a connection point for making this place human and livable. So what is the soul of a music community that means so much to the city? I asked this question of my guests, and there were a few characteristics that came up time and time again. The Voices painted a picture of a Seattle music community that is creative, welcoming, and collaborative.
0: Um, I think the soul of Seattle's music scene is originality. The originality that made grunge a thing that same vein of originality makes all of these different styles of music special because they sound like them.
1: And there's something about this music scene that even when I go to like music events, it's a little raw. It's a little like the, the edges aren't smooth. And I like that. I think that's why a lot of artists are drawn here. I think musicians are drawn here and even like birthed here um, is because like they can try anything. It's not that box. It's not like I want to be perfect. You know, the things that Seattle has been known for musically uh, kind of, were afforded the laboratory that is the Seattle music scene to do things that were different than what was happening in L.A. or Chicago or New York. We have very creative, talented musicians that do things on their terms and make a contribution to the
2: art form, you know? It was the ability to create my own narrative and not feel like I needed to fit in. I would never felt the pressure that I needed to assimilate and become like everybody else.
1: Further reflecting on the soul of Seattle music, artists who have arrived here at various points throughout time shared very similar stories of a welcoming music community.
4: In general, like people here just were very accepting right away, I think, of me and us, that band.
3: No matter what time you dropped in, you would be welcomed and embraced and um, cared for in so many ways.
0: I grew up on the East Coast. You know, I. I'm happy to be in the scene here. Um, I feel like everybody's been really welcoming and awesome with me, and I've got some really good friends and support. I arrived on the on the wonderful shores of Seattle, Washington in 1989. Uh, there was a club on First
1: Avenue called The Vogue, and we would start going there when we first got to town to see the shows. And after going for a couple of weeks in a row, people started coming up to us and we were like, hey, we haven't seen you around here before. Are you from here? And just meeting people quickly. I moved here on a Friday. And I went to an open mic on a Sunday night and I played the open mic, uh, like introduced myself that I was fresh here. And then the girl who ran it came up to me afterwards and was like, I book a show here next week. You're on it. And a widely held perception of Seattle's soul is a profound spirit of collaboration. I have enjoyed uh, some sweet moments of collaboration. Pearl Jam's, um, Allison Chains—they all pretty much stayed in Seattle, and they that infrastructure that they built. They were really generous in sharing that with younger bands of explaining how the major labels work, about advising them in different ways, and nobody can steal your success. And that's I think has informed people quite a bit. Just that thought that if you support each other and you help each other, it's more likely it's going to make everything better.
4: I also see a lot of collective community aspects of the city where, um, a lot of musicians have this collaboration that is really a positive thing where everyone is in everyone else's band or, you know, subbing in or helping promote each other's bands and all of that rather than a more competitive vibes.
1: Everyone has like their own little flavor, which is dope, but everyone's also very, very supportive. Like, They'll come to your show.
0: They'll help promote your show, even if they're not on it. Like, everyone's really cool. The scene supports each other. I mean, assuming you're nice and you're, (laughs) you're supportive as well. Well, um, it's called you know, chiptune music. The thing thing that's that's that chip refers kinda lacked to in Seattle and the sound Tens chip and still in the video game infrastructure console. Of the business there was side. one guy
1: in Seattle that was doing it. And so when I got my
0: cartridge and I had questions, I was able to go to his show and pull him aside after and be like, how did you get past this point?
4: I'm part of this women singer-songwriter group where we meet and we share our experiences and we share our connections and we you know, try to go to each other's shows. And it's very supportive here. I've loved that sense of family
2: that, Once you get to know these people, like, I've never experienced that sense of, like, competition of, like, everybody's, like, trying to get to the top. There's always this sense of, like, we're kind of all in this together.
1: While generations of Grammy-nominated artists hailing from Seattle have shared similar stories revealing the soul of Seattle music, that same soul might not persist forever. Established and emerging artists and music industry leaders chimed in on what needs to be done to hold on to this rich cultural resource. We have a resource here that is truly richer than any other city in America because it's something very special and sort of like other natural uh you know resources, it's not something that's going to be there all the time without it being nurtured and without it being, you know, cherished and and protected.
4: It's the arts that create this vibrancy and vitality of the city that people were drawn to in the first place. And if that's lost um, and, you know, the artists just disperse then the core of the city, what does it become?
1: I'd like to see more tech companies involved with music. Honestly, to me, that would be a dream come
0: true. Um, You know, I think the one thing that's always kind of lacked in Seattle and tends to still lack is an infrastructure of the business side. Man, I'd love to see there be the ability for bands that aren't making money to have places to play, whether that's practice or <laughs> venues or whatever. Be nice for that to be something that's still here in the city of Seattle and not get pushed too far out of town. Dedicated rehearsal space has been completely priced out of of Seattle proper, just like I think the cost of living is is definitely a major roadblock for artists and musicians in the city. The
3: creative community is being choked here. We're being suffocated here.
0: Making a living here as a professional
1: musician is pretty difficult because the gigs actually don't pay that well. I can name all these other cities that, like, they actually pay more money for for acts like us.
0: Um, It's really hard to work a 9-to-5 and then get off your 9-to-5 and then try to be creative, you know. That really beats you down.
1: Our place that we were living in got sold to developers, and they, of course, came in and taken the rent from 1400 to about 2800 a month. So we had to move out of there. And a friend
0: of ours came to us and was like, hey, you're, you're looking for a place to live? I have a house in Ballard, and I have an empty room. You have your own bathroom, and, and you'll be my roommate. So we live we live with Harold. A necessity to keep arts thriving, you know, affordable housing without that you know, people just start moving.
2: We do eventually want to buy a house and uh, settle down at some point, uh, and we're not totally sure we can do that in Seattle. All of my income comes from music, and a lot, and I'm not Adele or you know Madonna, or whatever. Um, and so it it means that I'm not necessarily able to afford like because the rents just kept increasing, have been increasing consistently. Um, And so it pushed people like myself out of the city. And, you know, we live two hours outside of Seattle now.
3: The ability to, like, be in a place is requisite to be able to thrive in a place. And I think that we are at this
0: critical moment. We need the next crop of, of kids to get politically active
3: continue to fight to make the city affordable and
0: accessible um, and resourced for creatives. Essentially you've got to keep your eye on the prize. And if the prize is to keep the music industry going in Seattle. As long as you younger activists keep pushing it, we'll be able to keep everything going strong and have a the best music community in the country.
1: That is all for this season of Seattle Growth Podcast please take a moment to share the podcast with friends and reach out to me on Twitter at Prof Schulman with your thoughts on the subject of Seattle music. And while this is the end of the fourth season, have no fear Seattle growth podcast returns very soon with a fifth season focused on a topic that came up quite a bit throughout this podcast. From Jimi Hendrix's sister and CEO of Experience Hendrix.
4: Well, unfortunately, I think I've seen more and more homeless on the streets, which really saddens me.
1: From Grammy-nominated artist Hollis wong Ware.
3: It's the deepest paradox to see the richest human in history be able to, you know, land his corporate spaceship in the downtown area of Seattle. And for us to be so numb to folks living in the cold and for folks that need to necessarily move out of the city. And... I want to do everything within my capacity to be an advocate for and a changemaker for um, folks that are living on the edge or have fallen off the edge here. Um, and it's like shocking and ridiculous how far the edge has gone.
1: From singer-songwriter Lydia Ramsey, who is also a talent buyer at the Triple Door.
4: Really difficult to see the increase of homelessness and drug use because Walking down the streets of Third Avenue and Pike every day, you you see so so much going on on the streets um, that is really hard to see. And that being so close to your business, um, you know, you it becomes part of your life because you're around it all the time. And
1: homelessness is an issue that affects all residents and businesses in Seattle. The season will feature King County Executive Dow Constantine former Washington State Attorney General Rob McKenna, Seattle City Council member Teresa Mosqueda, as well as activists, homeowners, academic experts, and individuals who have or are experiencing homelessness. We'll bring a constructive dialogue to a controversial topic impacting us all. You won't want to miss a single episode. So subscribe to Seattle Growth Podcast and iTunes and visit www.seattlegrowthpodcast.com for more updates. I'm Jeff Schulman. And I thank you for joining me on this journey in the fourth season of Seattle Growth Podcast.